Welcome to episode 22 of the unofficial Gilmore Girls podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Dave. And this week we have a very special surprise for everybody. I know. It was, I'm, I'm glad that he had the time to do it, so I'm very excited about it. We have an interview with Grantley Phillips. He is the musician slash actor that plays the town troubadour. Of Stars Hollow. Of Stars Hollow. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> the, the main troubadour, not the one that like tried to compete And tried to move him. it on his turf. But this is the one that you see, and in the finale he went off to like try to open for Neil Diamond and all that. So this is him. <laughs> he yeah. actually just... Gilmore Girls is just part of his career. He is it's a small chapter in in what is Grantley Phillips, and you'll get a good glimpse of that um, as you listen to this interview that we did. Um, you know, he's a very accomplished songwriter, musician. He's traveled the world. You know, numerous awards. You know, too many to mention. Very accomplished. So, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and play the interview. All right, Gilmore Girl fans, you know him as your favorite troubadour. His name is Grant Lee Phillips, and we have him on the studio line today. Grant, hello. Hey, how you doing? Pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Thanks I'm a lot. Thanks a lot for joining us today. We really appreciate it, and the, the fans do also. Oh, it's my pleasure. So, my first question is: How did you get the gig as Stars Hollow's troubadour? <laughs> well, um, goodness, you know, I think it, it probably all comes back around to uh, to uh, Amy and Dan. Uh, you know. Um, Creators of the show are big, big music fans, you know, and um, I uh, I occupied myself uh, throughout the 90s with uh, my group, Grantley Buffalo, and uh, as I understand, they were fans of the group and uh, had come to a lot of our shows uh, here in Los Angeles, and um, and when I kind of ventured off on my own and went solo, as they say, um, they uh, they also, you know. Followed my followed my course, and it was it was uh, you know it was it was through that that they uh, came to know of, of my stuff, and um, in the uh, very uh, beginning, uh, I had a request to uh, to come on the show, and I, I believe it was going to be myself and, and Robin Hitchcock, who is a a fellow troubadour, but that Robin is based in England, and so that wasn't you know that wasn't something we could work out at the time, and. Um, so um, Dave, Dave Allen, um, came on the show, and that was the uh, the first battle of the troubadours, right there. And, and I, I, I guess it sort of snowballed from from that point onward. Yeah, we we really enjoyed that section in the uh, in the plot line where you guys had were both trying to occupy the same town. That was really fun, right? To watch. <laughs> and uh, Amy and Dan's music influence is very apparent in the show. I mean, that's yeah all through it and even the, the last finale was was obvious they brought on some people that you know they must have you know been admiring for years and to be able to right, bring them right. on the show was was amazing yeah it isn't every day that you know the sonic youth comes wandering into your village yeah <laughs> and uh t- turned me on to a band that i didn't know much about like the sparks i had heard none of their music well, and, right yeah that's true and so that sent me on sort of a journey musically to to you know learn more about them and then i found out some of their rich history and you know, it was it was it was, it was good. Uh, I assume that some other people have probably found Grantley Phillips in the same way. I, I uh, yeah, I mean, it's not uncommon that I run into people who are fans of the show who who've you know who've discovered me through the show and and uh, you know, Stars Hollow is, is sort of a a vortex where 
all references collide, you know, and, yeah. <laughs> and you're bound to run into, uh, you know, Sparks and Sonic Youth and myself and, uh, and uh, you know, Fatty Arbuckle and whoever else happens. I don't know why he would be wandering into town, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's fair game, so any, anyone can do it. Sure. Well, that, that leads me to my next question. <laughs> do you ever get recognized in public as the troubadour from Stars Hollow? <laughs> you know, I'm a... Uh, it hasn't happened. Uh, uh, I, I get funny looks, but that's that's been happening for a long time. Um, <laughs> it, it's hard to say, you know. Yeah, I, you know, it probably has been a time or two, I guess. Um, I'm never exactly sure, you know, why uh, you know that kind of exchange takes place. Uh, you know, um, there's you know there is sometimes that sort of sense that maybe the uh, you know the uh, the um, the person behind the counter, maybe they, you know, they seem to be a, a little more friendly today. I'm right. Not sure why, you know, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I figured if I met you and you you didn't have the frames that you're known for on the show that right. you wear your your glasses, I you know might not have recognized you myself. Well, I am a uh, you know uh, a man of many faces, and uh, but no, I guess I've, I've sort of gradually settled into the uh, this, this uh, you know wearing the same clothes that I wear on the show just about every day. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, there's increasingly, uh, you know, little, little difference between, uh, you know, the, the character on the show and, and, the, and the person who uh, rolls out of bed in the morning or falls out of bed in the morning, you know, <laughs> depending on the morning. Do you ever get time to sit down and watch Gilmore Girls episodes yourself? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. It's not an uncommon thing. Um, I uh, in the in the very beginning I was I was doing a lot of touring at that time so it was difficult so some of them I, I wouldn't see until I, I got a tape or something like that but yeah sure I mean I'm I'm a fan of the show and uh, you know I've got the uh, got the uh, the DVD box sets and all of that as well <laughs> plenty for the time capsule right <laughs> I don't know if, I don't know if DVDs would survive a time capsule. <laughs> Oh, you don't think so? No. Well, somebody <laughs> pop it open wouldn't know what to do with them. <laughs> oh, well, that's true. I never thought of that. Well, I'll I wouldn't. I wouldn't know what to do with like a you know, like an eight track or a reel to reel. If I, <laughs> and that right. one, and that wasn't that long ago. So that's right. Yeah. Well, let's hope that some you know someone puts some Skinner in the time capsule. <laughs> <laughs> now, I I read somewhere, Grant, that you were working on the music for uh, the ABC show. What about Brian? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of a recent thing. Um, How's, how's that going? How's that? Do you, do you get to have any experience from being involved in a TV show? Does that help, or uh, do you do you pull any kind of influence from that? Well, you know what? I, yeah, I, I suppose it all helps. It, you know, it, it all goes uh, into uh, informing, you know, uh, the process. I uh, uh, did a couple of of independent films over the last few years, and. Uh, and you know, some time ago, I did some student films. Uh, you know, even as, as early on as you know the, the '80s. But um, you know, it, it's been something that I've sort of flirted with here and there. You know, uh, when the time was right. Um, so yeah, this is this is a kind of a new venture for me. It's it's kind of a nice exercise to to have to write a lot of music very quickly. You know, and to think in in uh, small um, chunks. You know. Uh, a piece of music that does its does its bit in you know 30 seconds or a minute or so. You know, uh, there's no time for you know my opus <laughs> in this in this kind of field. But uh, yeah, I think it's, it's it's quite gratifying. Do you think they're going to work in any cameos or guest appearances for you on that show? 
You know, there ha- there hasn't been any discussion of that. I, I I would doubt it. You know, it's it's much more of a, a behind the scenes kind of thing, um, which is always kind of you know interesting for me that I that I have that opportunity to to you know from day to day, sometimes within the same day, be in front of the camera, behind the camera, behind the microphone. You know, I I, I seem to uh, to juggle uh, you know several different careers. Yeah. Well, even though you don't think that they'd work you in now, I, I can't assume that Sam Phillips, who I mistakenly thought you guys were related, uh, oh, right. I can't. I can't imagine that she thought she'd be in like maybe the season finale in person. You know. Well, that's true. You never do know. That's you, you know. You're absolutely correct. I'm. And in fact, I'm. I'm rehearsing with uh, with Sam uh, today. Uh, we're both performing at, at a uh, club called Largo here in Los Angeles. Yes. Yeah. Largo. Uh, I, I've I've seen some videos from from Largo. Uh, you had one on your website called. Uh, you, you were singing the song, uh, "Kill a Kill a Dead Man." Oh, I think it was. Yeah, killing a dead man. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, that's uh, with the uh, with the section quartet, and um, yeah, Largo is a pretty fantastic place. It's, yeah, you know, I, when I was watching, I couldn't help but think that 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 type of environment would be the setting I'd love to listen to your music, where it's a it's a group of people that are there that are you know appreciative of music and have the time to sit down and really soak up what you're doing. Uh, you know, it looked like a really great place to be. Yeah, it is. You know, and uh, you know, I mean, I, I guess uh, you know, if you're if you're uh, determined enough, you can you can take that vibe with you. You know, where, wherever you go, you know, it, it's uh, you know, I, th- I feel like my audience is, is willing to um, you know kind of bear with me and, and follow me through uh, uh, you know a, a, a lot of different areas that you know that are. Uh, so-called rock concert wouldn't permit, you know. Right. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Know, I, That's... I, I always, somehow I, I always walk off the stage drenched in sweat. So I, I, you know, I work up a fever along the way. But uh, <laughs> but I'm not opposed to doing the, the you know, a song just you know, on the ukulele or on the on the piano by myself. And so it's yeah, Largo's ideal for that. Good deal. Well, you you say hi to Sam for us when you see her. Today. Oh well, I'll do so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sam's wonderful, and and uh, her. Her music is such a compliment to the show. It is. We we really enjoy you know the the intro music, the outro music, the, some of the cues and bumpers and stuff, and we just right. It, it also the show turned us on to Sam's music as well. Well, that's great. Yeah, there uh, uh, you know uh, there was a, a soundtrack album that came out. I guess it's been about a year or two, uh, it's been a couple of years now, I guess, right? Right on Rhino, and, uh, I think. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. And that's such a great record, you know. I I was fortunate to uh, to have have a song featured on the album, but it's a great introduction to to so many artists that you know you just you would never find in the mainstream. And and uh, I think you know uh, that's kind of where Amy and Dan are coming from. They they are taking uh, all sorts of interesting things from various parts of the universe and and uh, offering them to a you know a very mainstream uh, you know. Uh, Avenue, and that's fantastic. That's that's kind of how folks like me, you know, living out in the country, discovered, you know, uh, I don't know, David Bowie and Elvis Costello, and you know, all of all of the more cutting edge artists. You know, they managed to slip through some crack. You know, <laughs> there was a little crack in the door, and 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 someone took a chance on uh, those artists. You know, um, back in you know in the seventies, eighties, that kind of thing. You know. Uh, I really, uh, I, re- I really cherish those moments when that happens. You know, when it seems like, wow, this shouldn't, this shouldn't be happening. This is such a coup. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about your album, 1980s? 
Yeah, uh, the album 1980s, it's, it's a collection of cover songs, um, all from the 1980s, uh, but I've, I've sort of reframed them, you know, I, I've, these were, these were all of, these were all songs that were, uh, you know, imp- important to me, especially at a time when I was kind of realizing that, you know, I was a songwriter, you know, I'd been writing songs for, you know, uh, well, probably since I think of the guitar, since I was 13, 14 or something like that. But in my mid twenties, uh, you know, I began to to take it much more seriously, and um, these were artists that, again, they weren't they weren't so much in the mainstream, but they had all the stuff that that I responded to. You know, they had a lot of mood, uh, they had great imagery, interesting melodies, you know, and uh, all that kind of stuff. And uh, they were existing despite despite the fact that, you know, they weren't there in the mainstream and. Uh, you know, MTV was 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 sort of fresh at the time, but it too was, was so much occupied by uh, you know a different kind of music. You know, if you go back and look at the charts of that era, it's it's you know it's about Whitney Houston and I don't know uh, the Scorpions or something like that. <laughs> and uh, there was very much a, a sort of us and them uh, kind of uh, vibe here in Los Angeles when I when I arrived in '83, and uh, there were all these great bands making records uh, independently and. Um, that really, really caught my attention and, and excited me. I was going to film school at the time, and um, I sort of set aside those interests in favor of putting a band together and, and making that work. We're, and, we're, uh, we're really glad you did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, thank you. Yeah, and I, I, think and, it's, uh, I think it's nice yeah. that you can take the, you know, the time to sort of pay tribute to these, these great bands that influenced you and you know, sort of maybe shaped musically who you are now. That's yeah, really yeah, definitely. Thing. I mean, I, you know, I probably could make a, a cover record of, of you know, all of the great country songs that I grew up with, in, you know, in, in the '60s, and and uh, you know, there's probably a Bertolt Brecht record out there, and there's there's a few of them, which was, you know, the nice thing about isolating this particular strain of influences. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's much more it's it's much more acoustic, much more stripped down than the originals uh, would have been, and. You know, it's it's sort of my version of it. You know, as though they were campfire songs. Sure, and I and I've got a lot more respect for somebody that does covers once they're an established artist. You know, like actually releases covers versus some people that go out and sort of buy songs and then kind of cover them only to revamp them and repackage them and kick them out. So. Oh right, right. Yeah, I, I really, I think it's a lot. I think it's great that you're paying tribute to these as opposed to just you know trying to utilize somebody else's catchy riff and radio song to to make yeah. a buck. You know. Well, exactly, and and uh, you know, I've, a lot of this has has evolved through the live shows. You know, um, when you uh, you know, I've I've got a ton of songs uh, that I, I can play my of my own, but when you know, a song like "Love My Way" by the Psychedelic Fur starts kind of nagging away at my ear, you know, and uh, I have to hear it. You know, I've got to hear that song again. I've got to play it, and uh, and when I do play it, and uh, and you know it, and I know it. Uh, there is, you know, there's a sense that, you know, hey, this is something we both went through, you know. There is a, a connection there. And, and for me, that's such a big part of why we play live, you know, why, uh, you know, the, the whole uh, the thrill of, of that experience, you know, a group of people going through the same, you know, sort of emotional response. Sure. I'd, I'd, I'd be one to say there's nothing like live music. I mean, me, me and Alicia love concerts versus listening to stuff just 
on the CDs or on the radio all the time. You've got to get out there or and MTV. experience it. Yeah, yeah or MTV for yeah. that matter. <laughs> well, yeah, and coming back around to uh, you know to the Gilmore Girls, that's that's been one of the exciting things is that you know uh, it's it's given me an opportunity to do exactly what I do. You know, um, you know, while I'm known to play with it with a band and, and record albums that are sometimes uh, somewhat layered. You know, I also you know begin every song with you know sitting down on the couch or whatever with with a guitar and and this is a big part of what we do and 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 funny enough it's the part that kind of gets kind of gets forgotten along the way you know in in the in the world of promoting and marketing and you know production all of that kind of stuff you know but at some point in time it all kind of comes back around to uh, a singer and a song and um you know an instrument or two and and uh the Troubadour character has allowed me to to kind of uh, to to give a lot of credence and value to that. Right. Um, you you mentioned that you're you're on, you're on as a Troubadour, and uh, do you do you ever do you go by did you, had you gone by Troubadour pre before coming on the show like as a title? Uh, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. I mean, I've been I've been called a Troubadour. I've been called a, a psychedelic Troubadour. I've been called a lot of things over my time. But uh, no, not really, you know. But uh, it's, uh, you know, it's. Uh, I think it, I think it dates back to uh, you know, the Templars or something like that. It's a very old word. Yeah. Um, the troubadour. I'm, I'm sure it's in the Da Vinci Code somewhere. <laughs> I can but, imagine. Uh, so, in, but, in, in addition to being a troubadour, you're also uh, when I went to find you in iTunes, which I implore everybody to take the time to do, uh, because they can listen to a lot of your music before they buy it, which is really nice. Get a good sample of when they're going to decide to, you know, which album they're going to pick out that they're going to jump on that journey with you. Um, you're under the folk music genre. Do you uh, do you mind or do you like being placed in the folk music? Wow, I didn't realize that. I'm under the folk music genre in iTunes. Right. Yeah. It's. Uh, I just thought maybe if people are perusing their, you know, their Tower Records or their Sam Goodies, you know, someone that's just they know what they like. They might not right. think that they might not think that they like that's folk the, music. Yeah. And the, uh, I wasn't aware of that. But uh, oh goodness, I mean, I. Um, Grant, Grant's going to start making phone calls. Why, why are they <laughs> yeah, some kind of like I've got to log on right now and check this out? Yeah, why aren't uh, I in a generic you know, uh, genre? <laughs> well, it's, it's you know it's, it's not a, not a dirty name uh, folk music. There's there uh, although the connotation might be be sort of limiting. I, I I I wouldn't consider myself a folk artist, but you know, but that's kind of because I'm not sure exactly what that even means or is at this time. You know, I mean. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I could I, I, I couldn't define it if you asked me to. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, the the depending on on the song and the and the particular recording, you know, yeah, I mean, I might pick up an acoustic guitar and, or you know, it might be some uh, 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 drum machine on its last legs, you know, or uh, you know, a smoking Marshall stack, you know, I, I it's hard to say. I mean, I, I I tend to think it's probably more, you know, sort of alternative rock folk something or another <laughs> i don't know i don't i don't know that uh, that, that it's it's so easy for me to, to label it um my 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 field of influences and and uh you know the kind of artists that i listen to are, are pretty you know hmm. pretty uh varied you know um i don't know what you call a band like wilco folk i mean i mean they have uh, banjos too yeah maybe no. maybe, maybe apple can make a special Maybe Apple can make a special genre for you guys. I don't know. 
Yeah, sort of. Uh, I mean, um, anti-folk. <laughs> too, but I don't know. I'm not sure. Gillian well, Welch would that be folk? I mean, I, it could be at times. I'm not sure. I've got to think about this. <laughs> well, take, take your time. You can call back and, and give us some answers. Yeah, there's going to be a, a Donald Trump situation at hand at this point now. You know, <laughs> pick up the phone. What yeah. is this folk stuff? <laughs> yeah, why, why aren't I in some kind of generic uh, categories that the people? So <laughs> yeah, the masses will generic. That's me. not much better as a label, though. Either though. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of listeners in generic or pop. How about that? <laughs> right. So one of the other ways that I was able to learn a lot more about you and you know listen to some music and videos was your website. Uh, you've done a really good job with that. Do you does that take time from you know if I don't know if you're necessarily the person that put it together, but I, I assume you contribute to it. I see a lot of stuff that you've written there. Um, yeah, that- you know I'm I'm pretty hands on with the uh, with the website. Uh, I get um, a great deal of assistance from Bill Bonk, who is the uh, the webmaster, and and also uh, a great musician who I've had the luxury of playing with over the years, touring with, and and so uh, Bill does the uh, you know all 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 of the web stuff. When I get word that I've got a show coming in, I'll blast off an email to Bill and and uh, perhaps a letter that he can send onward to you know to uh, the folks. And um, you know, I do a newsletter as often as I can. Sometimes it's you know every three months. Sometimes it goes a little longer. Sometimes you know. It gets uh, a little a little more uh, frequent, but um, yeah, we, we you know we do our best to keep it to keep it fresh. Um, you kind of have to pick through it, you know, because unlike a magazine, you know, the cover doesn't change every 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 issue. Um, I kind of wish that it did, you know, the way that it's laid out. Uh, you know, I, I'm always concerned that it might get breezed by when in fact there are there is new material to be discovered, you know, at, at currentlyphillips.com, but. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, the other thing is that, that MySpace has uh, has developed uh, uh, so much over the last year, and there is a uh, a site that uh, some fans started at MySpace that we're also involved in. Um, so those kind of things are, are great in terms of, you know, keeping the word out and um, you know, keep, uh, making the most of of the uh, the community that uh, that's there. You know, yeah, I really value that. It's such a great thing. Well, I, I encourage all of our listeners to uh, stop by and check out all that's going on with your favorite troubadour at GrantleePhillips.com. It's a great site. Yeah, I'll be hitting the road soon as well, and all the tour dates are listed. Uh, if you click on Concerts at GrantleePhillips.com, you'll see the listing there. The 1980s tour basically kicks off about the uh, well, about the uh, 29th, I suppose. Where, uh, where are some of your uh, first tour stops on that? Well, it's looking like I'm going to be playing uh, Largo in Hollywood on the 29th of July. And then uh, actually as early as the 25th, I'll be in Seattle then Portland all throughout late July, San Francisco on the 28th, Chicago, Illinois at Shubas, August 1st and 2nd, Cleveland, Ohio, August the 4th, <laughs> Pittsburgh on the 6th, Arlington, Virginia, Philly on the 9th, New York on the 10th, Hoboken on the 11th, Cambridge at TT the Bears on the 12th, and we wrap it up at Northampton Mass, the Iron Horse on the 13th, and then they scoot back here to the West Coast and lay in bed all day. You'll have a lot, a lot of time you'll need to recoup from all that. Sounds like you're going to yeah, be pretty busy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll definitely uh, try to check you out um, either in Chicago or Cleveland because we live about 
midway between those two points in Indiana. Oh, so we'll definitely try to check you out there. That'd be great. Yeah, those are always exciting shows. Uh, you know, uh, Chicago in particular is a is a great town, and uh, I got a uh, I got a, a real a real soft spot in my heart for it. It's a great place. <laughs> well, we really appreciate you taking the time to call in and let us ask you some questions and pick your brain for a few minutes. So, again, everybody, check out GrantLeePhillips.com, and thanks so much for calling in, Grant. We really appreciate it. Oh well, thank you. Thanks for taking the time. All right, have a good day. <laughs> All right, bye-bye. bye bye. Bye. Okay, so that was our interview with Grant Lee Phillips. It was really exciting. Yeah, and again, I want to thank Grant uh, for taking the time to do that. I know he's busy, and you know he's got things to do, like recording with Sam Phillips. Very jealous. Yeah, that was so cool. <laughs> and I like how he t- referred to them as Amy and Dan. Yeah, like, I was like, wow, <laughs> cool. At least it's like that's like you know you're one person closer. Yeah. So it was it was great that he that he was able to do that. And again, I, I want to encourage everybody to go to his website. It's really well done. Got a lot of video, a lot of content, a lot of you know backstory with uh, his uh, Grantly Buffalo group that he was with. So a lot of good information there. We're gonna play one of his songs at the very end as we as our exit music of this episode. So yeah, make sure to to listen to all the whole episode at the end. You'll hear his song. And it is off of his Mobilize album, and it's called Spring Released. So when you hear that playing, that's his song. It's one of my favorite songs off of that album, so that's why we're going to go ahead and play that one. So that's pretty much what we had scheduled for this episode. Um, We do want to announce our trivia question winner, and that was Nicole. And the answer to the trivia question, well, the question was, in the Deer Hunters episode, season one episode four, what was the thing that Parrish recited to Rory? And it was one of Shakespeare's sonnets, and it was Sonnet 116 to be exact. Right. I got, I got, after she won, I mean, she, we, when I posted it, it was like 20 minutes later, she had an answer up. I mean, and that was, when you look at the timeline, when we announced the question in the podcast, it was about 20 minutes in. So that means that she was just sitting there, like, you know, on the website, waiting for that thing to come out this weekend, and she got on it and won herself a DVD. So so um, we sent her the um, Season 5 DVDs of Gilmore Girls in the mail this week. So we're going to do another trivia question next week. And if you were the first to answer with the correct answer, because we did get some wrong answers, then... A couple, you, but, yeah. you know, and some people were vague, like, oh, it's Shakespeare. I was like, well, thanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we'll, and we'll, maybe we'll get a little harder question next time. Uh, you know, it was the one. first one. We were just testing everybody out. But you guys are really smart. So, Very good. Um, we got a lot of answers. And so thank you for to the person that suggested that we post on our website once we have a winner. That way people don't have to keep looking for the answer and we don't keep getting emails about it. So good idea. So we did that midweek so that when people knew that we got a winner already. So... Our episode next week, we are going to do an episode analysis of a season two episode. And the one we have selected is number seven from season two. And that is like mother, like daughter. That was a great episode. That's where Rory tries to join the puffs, Mm -hmm. the sorority, the secret society at Chilton. (laughs) A high school sorority. I'd never heard of one. Oh, yeah. I mean, and from what I gather, I guess they exist. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it was a it was a really good episode. So everybody should take a look at that. And if you don't have it, go to whatsyourdamageheather.com and pick up that DVD. It was actually on ABC Family the other day. So if you caught it then, then you're 
be current on what happened with that. If not, check it out this week, and we'll cover that this next coming episode. Yeah, you'll want to watch it so you can be, you know, kind of a lot, you know, walking along with us in it. And we might pick our trivia question from that episode in that way. If sure. you've already seen it, then hey, maybe you already know. It'll be a leg up on everybody else. <laughs> if you have any questions for us specifically, you can email us. My email address is Alicia, A-L-I-C-I-A, at GilmoreGirlsPodcast.com. And I'm Dave, D-A-V-E, at GilmoreGirls.com. GilmoreGirls.com? GilmoreGirlsPodcast.com. Yeah. I wonder if they get people sending emails there. I don't know. And Dave's not hard to spell. I know it's not hard to spell, but I, you, I, I didn't want to feel left out. You spelled yours. Well, mine's hard to spell to some people, so it's no, hard I think to pronounce. It's hard, I think it's hard to pronounce for some people. Well, but when they hear it and they don't see it, they might get confused on how to spell it, though. Maybe. Just making sure that my fans can get to me, David, okay? I know. I know. They need me. Mm-hmm. I even get, every once in a while, I'll get, I'll get an email like, hey, can you forward this to Alicia? I'm like, oh, thanks. Like he thinks you got an email. <laughs> like, sweet, dude. An email. And then it's for you. It's okay. Um, but if you have any comments you want to just put up or feedback, you can go to our website, GilmoreGirlsPodcast.com, and put a comment on the episode or in the listener's feedback page. Or you can also send us an audio. Yeah, the, the audios are a great quick way to do that if you don't feel like uh, – you know, writing anything down, you can just click on there's a button in the upper right hand corner. Unless you're using Internet Explorer, and then I, it messes up our website. I'm working on that still. But if if it is messed up, just download Firefox. That'll that'll do you. <laughs> It'll fix it. And if you have Firefox, it's in the upper right hand corner where it should be. And you can click on Send Me an Audio. Or you could just call us at our Skype phone number, which is also on the main page of mm-hmm. our website, and leave us a message like Megan did. Hi, Dave and Alicia. This is Megan from Silver Spring, Maryland. I have been listening to your podcast since I found out about it, and I love it. I think it's funny, and it's relevant, and it's just, it's nice and fun. Yay. I wanted to, like, say about my feelings about Logan. Okay. For, from the time he premiered until, like, the, the recent season finale, my feelings for Logan have been up and down forever. Like, I didn't like him at first because I was so in love with Dean. Because Dean is just yay. Dean, so, so cute. And I wanted her to end up with Marty because Marty was so sweet. And so just he liked Roy. And then Logan has to come in and just throw a wrench into the sockets and make everything topsy-turvy. But as the season went on, I started to like Logan, and I actually do. I, I think I actually cried at the at the sixth season finale because it was like all these leaving, and I actually like him now. And I have to agree with Alicia. Matt Zucre, who plays Logan, is actually kind of cute. He was annoying at first, and he was. I didn't like him because of that. I don't need to go for blondes, but I have to admit that he's really cute. But yeah, just wanted to give my two cents, and thanks for hearing my message. Bye. Thanks, Megan. I'm glad that you now like Logan and that you agree that he's cute because he is. <laughs> you had another convert, huh? Yeah. I've gotten quite a few of those. Oh, yeah. It's, it's my way to make a difference in the world, David, you know? So what was the, uh, the phone number that she called in on? That phone number is 260-918-0459. That is an awesome phone number. Because it's ours. <laughs> Rings right here in the studio. So. If, I, if I'm here and I'm, I'm actually in the studio doing other work or, you know, working on the website, I just might answer it. 
You if never you're know. lucky. If you're lucky. But if not, just leave us a message with your name and where you're calling from. All right. Until next week, guys. Have a good week. And again, here is the Grant Lee Phillips song, Spring Released. Stop cause you can't decide